We just read First Samuel chapter 9 and 10 when Saul, who is later called King Saul, goes up to meet Samuel, Shmuel, and gets anointed to be king over Israel. But the text doesn't actually call him king. As a matter of fact, it calls him prince, but in, really in Hebrew, it, he is called Nagid. Now, Nagid is the word for the high chancellor, you would say. Someone over the bank of Israel is called Nagid. It, it's a position that is not necessarily king, but someone of authority, like a supervisor, a steward. And yet, God is the king of Israel. Always was, always is, always will be. God, Adonai, yod hei vav he is the undisputable, irreputable, almighty God, king of Israel, king of all kings of all kings. Shaul, Saul, was never the king. Yet when the people came up to Samuel, Shmuel, and they said, we want a king, we want to be like other nations, put a king over us. What did they really say? Think about what was the role of the king in those other nations. The king was really a warrior king. He was a mighty man of valor, someone powerful that led the troops into war. You see all those movies like Lord of the Rings, right? There's always a Men, big men leading them, the king, always the first one to go into war. So what they really said is they wanted someone to look good, someone beautiful, someone strong, powerful, big that they can follow. That's why God said, well, Shaul was the king that the people wanted. And later, David had a son called Absalom, who was also very good looking, the scripture says. He was strong, he had beautiful long hair, and the people followed him because of his good looks. And you think about it, when the people come to Samuel asking for a king, he says, well, God is your king. But they wanted a physical human king because they were physical people. They wanted someone they can see. They wanted someone to look good, someone they can see going to battle with them. They, they didn't want God because they did not live in the spirit. They were fleshy people. See, Samuel was a spiritual man. He was a man of God. He loved Adonai, served him, worshipped him. He was a prophet. He didn't want a king. He already knew the king. He said, Adonai is your king. What are you talking about, king? And yet, they wanted a man to lead them instead of God. And God warned them. He said, well, if you put a man over you, he's going to tax you. He's going to send your, your sons and daughters into war. He's going to put a heavy yoke on you. He's going to enslave you, which he did. And they still do to this day whether it's a prime minister, a president, or you name it. We are all slaves of the system. Well, what is the system? It's the system of the king, which is really no king at all. But that's what the people wanted, because they, much like the people today, much like most of you, are fleshly people. You don't think in the spirit. You don't dwell in the spirit. You don't worship the Father in spirit. You want someone, you want a man to be over you. Especially a lot of Christians, too, and a lot of Jews, they all think the Mashiach is going to be here in the flesh. He's going to be in the reigning from the temple. He's going to rebuild the temple in Jerusalem and be there as hype. No, that's done away with. No, Yeshua is not going to come here in the flesh. He's going to be here in the spirit. He's going to be in us. We are the temple. Have you not read the scripture? We are the living stones in the temple of Adonai. He said, I will make you pillars in my father's house. 
We are the temple. He is living inside of us. There is no temple. Never going to be rebuilt again. We are being built right now. He said, destroy this temple. I will build it again in three days. Well, that was 2,000 years ago. There's a thousand years left. And that's the millennial. Where at the end of it, that's where the Shekinah glory descends to dedicate the temple. We are the temple. But for the next thousand years, which are going to start very soon now, the millennial messianic kingdom, he's going to dwell in us. Yeshua is going to walk through us. We are his hand and feet. Remember the marriage supper of the Lamb. The two shall become one. We will become one with him. He's not going to come here separate from us in the flesh that people will have to come to Jerusalem to talk to him. No. He's going to dwell inside of us, talk with us in the spirit and talk to the rest of them through us. We are all going to be Yeshua. We are all going to be Messiah. Well, what is Messiah? Anointed one. He said in chapter 9, Shaul is going to come to you and anoint him. Mashachta oto. Mashachta is the word for Mashiach, to anoint, to become Mashiach. What is Mashiach? Messiah. It means anointed. He anointed him with the oil. That's all it means. People say, Mashiach, Mashiach. You don't even know what that means. When God anoints you for a job, as he anointed me right now, for this message, I am the Messiah because I'm anointed for this message. When, when somebody else does something with the anointing of God, Herzl plays this wonderful music when heaven cried, that song came out of nowhere. The Lord made him the Messiah for that song. From zero to hero, from start to finish in one day, came out of nowhere, the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh came upon him. He was anointed. That means he became the Messiah. So you have to understand what you're saying. You have no idea what you're saying and you're only confusing other people who don't know what they're saying. We all live in such an age of disinformation and misinformation. But you have to return to the basic because the Lord says, I, the Lord, changes not. If God doesn't change, then we have to not change. We have to keep the faith and keep the true meaning of the Word of God. You cannot say, well, yes, but then... Da, 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 da. No, it doesn't matter your reasoning. God said, period. There's a lot of stuff in the scripture that looks like something else, but it's not. I talked to Herzl earlier about Psalm 110, when he talks about uh, the... David, the son of David, said, The Lord, Adonai, said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand. Well, who is my Lord? And we obviously, we know he's talking about Yeshua, the Mashiach ben David, who is called the Word of God. And many Talmudic Jews say, No, no, it's about this and about that. And, and listen, they all have a point. Because 98% of it fits their description. But it is the 2% that makes all the difference. Another story with Hezekiah, with the Mashiach in uh, Isaiah chapter 9. They say it's about Hezekiah. Well, they have a good point. 98% of it fits, but the 2% don't. Another case is in, uh, I think, in Second Chronicles, when he talks about the temple and Solomon. Well, he will be my son and I will establish his kingdom forever. They say, well, oh, yeah, it's Solomon. He built the temple. Yes, but again, 98% is not 100. 
except the fact that it says, I will establish his kingdom forever, and Solomon's kingdom did not last forever. Now, you can have your reasoning, but the fact is that we share 98% DNA with monkeys, chimpanzees to be exact. And yet, we are not a chimpanzee. See, based on your reasoning that 98% truth is truth, then you are a chimpanzee, you are a chimp. But you're not. It's the 2% that makes all the difference. So you cannot take the scripture out of context. Either all of God's word is truth, or none of it is truth. Because God is God. God is not half God. If you cannot find 100% meaning and truth in the text, then you got it wrong. It's either 100% or no percent. You cannot manipulate the word of God to try to fit your description. See, if they say in Zechariah 9, it says where the Mashiach will come riding on a donkey. The Hebrew word is chamor. Chamor and air ben atonot. So chamor is donkey and the word chomer means material. So what do they say? Because obviously nobody's going to come riding a donkey into Jerusalem in the age we live in. So you know it had to happen in the past. But yet the Talmudic Jews, what do they say? Well, it doesn't say chamor. It says chomer, which is material, meaning he's going to come riding something. Could be a car, could be a plane. No. You're manipulating the word of God, which means that you don't believe in God. You don't believe in the Torah. And many of them are just like that, even though Psalm 111, last verse, verse 10, specifically says the beginning of wisdom is fear of the Lord, the same as it says in Proverbs. But the psalm came first because David was before his son. The beginning of wisdom, the beginning of knowledge, the beginning of intelligence is fear of the Lord. If you don't fear the Lord, you know nothing because the Lord is life. He is life itself. There is no life outside of him. God is not something you add to the menu. He is the menu. You don't add God into your life, trying to fit him into your corner, into something that you do. No, he is everything. He is your very breath. It's the spirit of God. The entire universe is from God. There is nothing outside of God. Everything is in God. Adonai, yod everything is in him, belongs to him. He's not something that you do, he is everything. So you either acknowledge him, submit to him, serve him, do whatever he tells you to do because he is your master. He owns you, literally. If you're not in alignment, you're done. You're going to be thrown out. God has no use for you because you're in rebellion. doesn't matter how much percentages you have. It's either a hundred or zero. But so many of you, much like the Israelites of old, you want a man to lead you. You don't want God. And when you don't want God, you want a man, you will fall for all of those lies because that's what you want to hear. We know that in the last days, which are now, by the way, people will not have the patience for sound doctrine. They will look for themselves for teachers for entertainment to tell them what we want to hear. Now, if I don't tell you what you want to hear, you're not going to listen to me. And that's your problem. I don't care. Don't listen. But just know that I speak the truth of God. I speak his word. If you don't listen to me, it's not me that you are rejecting, but him. And if you reject him, well, you're going to get judged. And judgment, <laughs> judgment is not a game. It's not a joke. It's nothing to be playing around with, toying with. Judgment is very, very real and it's final. It's eternal. Eternal means forever. Never ending. 
hell is forever. Not like some Jews like to say, well, it's just a season, you're there for a season, for a few years, and then you go. No, it's eternal. Daniel chapter 12. Many will rise out of the earth, some for eternal life, some for eternal damnation. It's not a Christian theology. It's in the book of Daniel, the prophet of God. Stop manipulating the word of God. You have a king. His name is yod hei vav hei Yeshua is the way to him. Yeshua is the king, yes. Adonai is the king of kings. Adonai came here in the body of Yeshua, in the human form of Yeshua, but yod hei vav hei is the king. He is the lamb. He is the lion and the lamb. There is only one king. You have many princes, the prince of this, the prince of that. Yeshua even called the devil the prince of this world because he is the chancellor of this world right now. Because we have surrendered our authority. We have given up the control, our dominion. We fell into sin and we kept rebelling against the master. So, well, if you give up control, anyone can move in. See, when Israel got exiled, anybody could move in. The Arabs, the Druzim, the Bedouin, they all moved in here. Doesn't make it their land, but they moved in because, well, we lost our right. And yet, when the owner of the house comes back to dwell in the house, he's going to kick those illegal immigrants away. In this case, the devil and all of his friends. All of those who chose to serve him. He's going to kick you out. You get in your eviction notice. Very soon now, I'm telling you. Just open your eyes. Look at the times we live in. Smell the roses. It doesn't take much to understand this is the end. God doesn't even have to do much anyway. He doesn't really have to do anything. We're doing such a fine job destroying ourselves. All those chemtrails, the poison in your food, the poison in your water, chemicals everywhere, plastic, the world, the oceans are dying, the air is polluted, people are, are not even fertile anymore, can't even have babies, gotta have all these fertility treatments, cancers everywhere. Uh, just look around you. Is it not obvious? AI? <laughs> are you really that oblivious? Are you really that blind? Do you really not want to acknowledge the truth? This is the end. It's over. It's not about to be. It already is over. The car is out of gas. This is like the... Right there, where the car is sputtering, about to stop. Any second now. Any second. And if the car stops, and you're still living in sin, you stop. You get that? Are you really willing to gamble with your eternity just so you can have one more drink, one more sin, one more pleasure? Stop rebelling against your maker. You rebellious little child, repent. Change your ways to Shuva, for it's too late to Shuva. Change your way to Shuva, for it's too late. Glorify, magnify Adonai the King. Glorify, magnify Adonai the King. Glorify, magnify. 
Adonai, the King, my Avi. Oh, Teshuva, change your ways. Teshuva, for it's too late. Teshuva, change your ways. Teshuva, for it's too late. Oh, glorify, magnify, Adonai, the Lord. Magnify Adonai the Lord Glorify Magnify Adonai the Lord My O.V. My O.V. My O.V. Teshuvah Change your ways Teshuvah Before it's too late Teshuvah Change your ways Teshuvah it's too late. We gotta glorify and magnify Adonai the King. Glorify and magnify the Lord. We gotta sing. Glorify and magnify Adonai the King. He's the Lord of Lord and King of Kings. We gotta sing. Shuva, change your way. Shuva, make your way to Shuva, make that change to Shuva, gotta change our ways. That's a good one.